Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Cartelli, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Luca Moya. It's just us two this week. we got a couple things to talk about. The big one, TB12, Tom Brady ends it today. He retires from the National Football League, probably the greatest football player to ever lace him up and go out on that pitch. So we'll get into that. Luca's got a big spotlight. We're going to go into the AFC and NFC championships, browse over the Leafs and what they've been doing these past couple of weeks because it's really been football heavy. And then obviously to end off the show, we got to recap the Royal Rumble and everything that transpired there. Luca, it's been a tough day for you. He's got the Patriots shirt on again, ladies and gentlemen. And over the weekend, there was a report that it, Tom Brady retired. So I thought everything was happening then, but then apparently it was fake and he needed a couple of days. But today was the day that it is official. Tom Brady is retiring from football. We all know this is Luca's favorite player. He's a diehard Patriots fan. And I'm going to give him the floor for this one because he has a lot to get off his chest about Tom Brady. I know we do a lot on Tom Brady on this show, but Maybe today's the last uh, day where it's going to be really heavy on him. So let's let, have Luca have his moment. And Luca, the spotlight's on you, buddy. Well, appreciate that. Um, you know, I really don't know what to say. I'll be honest with you. Hasn't really hit me. Um, you know, this is a tough moment. And I'm going to be real. People might think that I'm, I'm a bit dramatic or I'm overreacting, but you know, this is clearly, you guys know my favorite player. Um, you know, the reason I, uh, I like the Pats, the reason I play QB, the reason I wear number 12. So, I mean, everybody has their idols and this is definitely my biggest one. So yeah, it's tough. I am not going to sugarcoat it at all. I don't think it'll hit me probably until he talks like publicly, like at a press conference or something like that. And when, you know, you're watching week one of the NFL next season and he's not on the team and he's not taking the field. Um, you know, there's no doubt in my eyes. And I think in a lot of people's eyes that he is the greatest football player to ever play QB running back defensive end, any position just as an overall player. I think he is the greatest to ever play. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm going to be honest. Like I, I just, uh, honest, this is the first time I even talking about it. I haven't really given it much thought because it hasn't sink in. Like, like I said, but like as the seconds tick off here, it's getting tougher and tougher to find the words. Not going to sh- like, I'm not going to lie. Just not. And obviously it's tough to see him go out when he has such a great year. Like, it's not like he was playing terrible. Like you see a lot of times guys retire because of injury or just because they suck. He had none of those. Like he was coming off an MVP caliber year, right? Leading the league in touchdowns, third most passing yards in NFL history in one season. So obviously he still has enough juice left in the tank to play this game. But you knew that family was going to come into it eventually. And, you know, I don't know how long you can keep playing with his kids getting older and, and him being in retirement talks, you could say, uh, you know, for a couple of years now. He is 44, and this is something you're never going to see again. You are never going to see it again. So I just hope all the Brady haters at least respected it, um, and at least you're going to 
realize when he's gone how difficult it was to do what he did because Lucas, man, going to 10 – he was in 18% of every single Super Bowl ever played. That is – that's it's, – it's fake. You can't really process that information. There was a certain point in his career, and it's probably even higher now, there was a more – and I know Russell Westbrook isn't the best shooter, but he had more of a chance of going to the Super Bowl than Russ was to make a shot – that is how insane this guy's career was, right? It felt like every other year he went to 10 Super Bowls in 22 seasons. Like, more, like basically half the time, half the time he played, he was in the Super Bowl. You look at his careers, you can split it up into three different you know, eras, let's just say, and he has a Hall of Fame career. So it's tough. <laughs> um I don't really know what to say, to be honest, because you knew the day was coming, but this is definitely one of the greatest athletes, if not the greatest athlete of our generation, I would say, in any sport. Like, you're just not going to see this again. So in the ultimate team sport, it just didn't seem to matter. Patriots or Bucks, you just won. You just did. Made the team better. Was a leader. You know, attracted free agents to come and play. That's what the greats do. And... It was a little bit tough to read his uh, post today on Instagram and him not mention the Patriots. That that was kind of tough because if you didn't watch football at all and you just read that statement, Lucas, you would think that he played 22 years in Tampa. Mm-hmm. You would. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, he did the big goodbye when he left New England. Saying a goodbye when you're leaving a team is completely different when you're leaving the whole profession, you know, like when you're leaving the your whole career behind. And he doesn't mention the Patriots at all. The only thing he mentioned was, you know, thanks, New England. You know, you'll always have you in my heart, some stuff like that. And he's probably still pissed by the way it all ended. But I think he'll always be remembered as a Patriot. Um, you know, prisoner of the moment, obviously, right now, because he spent the last two years in Tampa. But, again, he's a big reason why uh, I love the game so much. And it's going to be tough to see him go. But, you know, you, you knew this was going to happen eventually. The league's in good hands. We've talked about it the last couple of weeks with the young quarterbacks in this league, but it's officially an end of an era. You know, Rogers is, is still chugging around. He'll, he'll probably retire in the next year or two anyways, but you know, you got him gone. Now you got breeze, you know, big Ben, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, Philip rivers, Eli, like they're all gone. So it's definitely the start of a new era. And I will say publicly on this podcast, I'm also retiring from football as well. I think I can't play anymore after the news I heard. I think my QB playing days are done. I think it's only right if this season I hang them up, Lucas, and this is the last season I will be playing quarterback. I'll play receiver here and there, you know, if I have to, a little DB, but I don't think I'll be able to go under center anymore. We'll see. That that might be a rash decision, uh, but we'll see, you know, come pick up time when you want to throw the ball around if I'll be behind center control on the team again because it's it's just too surreal right now. Luca, knowing you, buddy, for for as long as I have, when you get onto that pitch, yeah. maybe in one of those uh, charity flag football events. Well, we're doing events. the touch league, and it's starting on Sunday. And I said yeah. to the boys, this is my farewell tour. So you better get a good glimpse of number 12. No, because this is the thing. Knowing again. you, you're going to get under center. You're going to call the play, and yeah. it's just going to feel normal to you, and you're going to love the spotlight, and yeah. you're just going to – you can't – you're a quarterback at heart. 
we're getting a little sentimental here, but don't give up on the being a quarterback. You remember yeah. Tom Brady, your idol, and we'll leave it at that. Just a couple of things on Tom Brady. Like he is the goat and mm-hmm. you could say that there was more guys more athletic than him or threw a better ball than him or, or, or ran faster than him threw harder, all this. But the one thing, and you said it, he won. He knew how to win. And when you're a quarterback, arguably the, the hardest position in all of sports, the most important position in all of sports, he won. He got the job done. And you saw it. He went out like a fighter in that last game against the Rams, down 21 3. And a lot of us, 21 27 to 3. He went out the way Tom Brady knows how to go out fighting. He came back. He brought his team back. He got to, again, you got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady's just one of those guys where a lot of the times the chips fell in his favor and he capitalized on it. And he's got seven Super Bowls, 10 Super Bowl appearances. And I have the tweet, a tweet here. Pass yards, he ranks first. Passing TDs, first. Wins, first. Win percentage, first. Super Bowl appearances, first. Super Bowl wins, first. Super Bowl MVPs, first. Conference championship appearances, first. Playoff yards, first. Playoff TDs, first. Like, first, first, first. Keeps it, going on and on. It yeah. goes on and on. And then you have just, just stats. He's been, uh, he's been to the playoffs more times than the Cowboys franchise as a whole <laughs> in his career. Tom Brady, in his 20s, had 174 passing touchdowns. In his 40s, he had 168. That's crazy. Like fine wine, he aged, Luca. And farewell to him. And you know what would be cool? Let's throw a little conspiracy out there, as we always do. There's going to be, he's going to spend a year on the sideline, not playing in the NFL, maybe not hear much from him. But maybe in 2023, 2024, Tom Brady makes a return. No, don't. See, he can't do that. <laughs> don't do it to the people. Don't do it to me. Just you're gone. Like a you're team, gone. a team goes like loses their starting quarterback, and like out of nowhere, Tom Brady, like Randy Orton, just comes out, glass <laughs> shatters, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Tom Brady goes and brings his team to a Super Bowl. Let's just uh, that's uh, we'll put a futures bet on that, but uh, I don't know if it's gonna happen. Question: um, Did did you see the meme where it's like? One final test as if he needs another test to prove you're the GOAT. And it's him in a Jets jersey. Yeah, I saw that. It's like to prove if he's you're actually <laughs> human. That would be crazy. The Jets I finally get an offensive line, a couple receivers in the defense. They bring in Tom Brady. Oh yeah. They need That's a lot of the recipe. But I was telling, you know, Mateo and Nick are talking about it today. I personally think they can win nine games and potentially maybe sneak in. I'm not gonna say win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say they're going to win 14 games. I, I can see them being an average team, like an 8 9, 9 and 8, and sneaking in like at the seventh wild card spot. I could see it. I really With Tom can. Brady playing quarterback? With Brady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing for the Jets. That would be crazy. And that would be something to see. You, you touched on it right at the end of your, your spotlight segment there on Tom Brady that the future is bright in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we saw that this weekend in championship weekend. In the AFC, the Bengals. And I know this is going to bring your spirits up because you were going hard for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Cincinnati, they take down 
the Chiefs in OT 27 to 24. Joe Burrow, 250 yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Patrick Mahomes had a great start to the game, three touchdowns, and then two interceptions in the second half. I got I had to throw Joe Mixon up in there. He had a phenomenal game. 21 carries, 88 yards. He was really running all over, especially at the end of that game. Uh making big plays for the Bengals to get into that uh, field goal range to win the game. Joe Burrow, Luca. I saw like this thing on Instagram today. It was like the, it, it was another meme, but it had like a point. It had like, it's like Patrick Mahomes and that's Brady. And then it has like Joe Burrow, that's Peyton Manning. Or, you know what I mean? Like just the comparisons, Comparing. you know yeah. what I mean? What are your thoughts? First, what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the game watching it? And they go to overtime. And Kansas City wins the coin toss on tails this time. I was yelling, pick heads. And Nick yeah. said it. It's going to be tails this time. Just because that's the kind of horseshoes this kid has. And I was happy. When I saw it, I'm going to be honest, I was I was depressed. When I saw that they won the toss, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I was so close to putting a live bet on the Bengals. I just thought it was done for. I'm going to be honest. Um, I thought it would be a blowout. But I have never, okay, been happier for a non-Pats team to win a game. I just haven't. Honestly, other than the Bucks last the Bucks, year. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, with, when Brady's not in the game, uh, I'll say. I have never been happier. Burl's my guy. Burl's my favorite QB after that. I, You know what? Listen, <laughs> Brady might be gone. I might be on the Burrow train because after that game, I looked over to my friends and I'm like, I am freezing right now because Joe Burr just did it. He did it. And I was so excited because of the way it happened. It was the way it happened. Patrick Mahomes at home, 21 to three lead, perfect first half, shits the bed in the second half, loses the lead, wins the coin toss, throws an interception. And here we are. They're out of the playoffs, not in the Super Bowl. And I just thought to myself, you know what? God is good. Sometimes God is on your side. Seriously. And I just I just couldn't be happier. You see, this did really lift my my spirit. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. I honestly, that was perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Just the way it happened. Because you know what? Oh, I gotta I gotta hear all this Brady hate. It's not, you're telling me Brady 21 to three at home in an AFC championship game going into the second half or not going into the second half, but even, you know, 21 to three lead at any point in the game. I know, you know, against the Colts, they lost that game, but at home, and then he gets the ball in OT at home and he throws an interception and loses the game. Can you imagine the heat? <laughs> I don't even care. Don't put any heat on Mahomes, Okay. Because this is Burrow's moment. Good for the Bengals. I thought there was going to be no chance in this game. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought it was done. I, I was looking over at everybody. I'm like, I should have just put 500 on this game because the Chiefs are going to blow them out. Mm-hmm. And this is why yep. sometimes I just got to keep my mouth shut and enjoy greatness because I'll tell you something. Burrow's for real, man. He's that for real. Kid, he is for real. If, if you still have doubts about him, he is for real. I might change my jersey number to nine and hang up number 12 because – wow. Put that this in the rafters guy. and break Put out number in nine. the rafters and bring out the Joe Burr in me because not only does he have swag, he's got poise. Yeah. You know, he's accurate and he's a great leader, what it seems like in the locker room. So good for the Bengals. 
Suck it, Chiefs. <laughs> Going home. Got a little too cute this time. And I'm, what, I'm here for it. That's what I, I would like. The one thing about Joe Burrow is his swagger. Like walking in, walking into yeah. that to, to, to Arrowhead with those glasses, the turtleneck and the, and the first sweater. I'm like, this guy's come to play. And what he and what he did again, like not even phased down 21 to three. And it was crazy. I heard the stat. Uh, Jim Nance said it earlier in the season when the Bengals beat the Chiefs, they were down 21 to three going into the second half. And it happened again that these guys came back and won it all. McPherson, of course, he probably said, hey, Joe. We're going to the championship, buddy. Kicks the field goal. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl right this before a young he runs Justin up. Tucker right now. Oh That's yeah. Oh you. for sure. Just yeah. again, this team's got confidence, and yeah. you've told me all the time when it comes to football, whether it's divisional games or well, whether it's playoffs. A lot of the times, it's one game. Anything can happen. Yeah. The best, whoever brings their best that that day, is gonna win, and Joe Burrow. They didn't have it in the first half. It was all Mahomes and the Chiefs, and then they went silent, and Joe Burrow took advantage. We just said it about the guy in the last segment. When you get lucky and you have those opportunities, you take advantage, and Joe Burrow just did, just like he did in the Titans game as well. A mistake by, by Tannehill. Joe Burrow comes out on the field, gets his team in position, and they win the game, and now they're heading to the Super Bowl. Wow. The one thing that really made me sad about the game, the only thing that made me sad is I'm sitting at my desk eating lunch. It's halftime, 21 to three. Ten. I look at the bet, the betting app, and I look and I'm like, should I just put it? Because I had the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs. I'm like, you know what? Maybe yeah. I'll put, put five bucks on the Bengals. And I had it in my slip. Five bucks? You know what bothers me? It's because I had a free $10 bet too. Should have done just it. Just five bucks. That's uh, all I was gonna put on. What, what's free money? Yeah, yeah. They were probably, you know, the odds were probably crazy. They were I probably wasn't... crazy. Exactly, they were crazy. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put five bucks on. And I ate my lunch, and I was like, ah, whatever. The Chiefs got it. Mm-hmm. And and I, <laughs> I always said about you don't bet, uh, uh, like you don't bet against Brady. I guess uh, we got to change the narrative to don't don't bet against Joe because this guy. Joe, I mean, great game for them. And you know game. what? A lot of and to be fair, this is this is what we were talking about with Brady. Like, I'm not going to compare Burrow to Brady because no one's going to live up to Brady. But it's about taking advantage of your opponent's mistakes. That's what it's about, and he does that. And the whole offense and the whole defense actually did that. You know, it's five seconds left in the half. Instead of kicking the field goal, Chiefs try to get two cute before the end of the half. They don't even get three points on the board. They get the momentum going into half, right? You have the ball, first and goal. I think it was on the five, or it was at least yeah. inside the 10, right? First and goal. And they pushed them all the way back. You got four shots at it. You got four shots at it to at least get in the lead and having to make Burl go down the field to get a field goal to tie the game. He can pull off a touchdown. Kudos to him. You respect it. You shake hands. You see him next season. But to get a field goal and not even, you know, have even Lucas, they, they, they got pushed back. Yeah. They got twice. pushed back twice. And he fumbled. Yep. He fumbled. And he was lucky that his center got it because that game would have been over. And mm-hmm. it would have been two trips inside the five that they didn't get to get yep. to the Super Bowl. And sometimes that's just what you got to do. You got to take advantage. Again, in overtime, get the interception, go down the other way. And the rest is history. Their opponent. 
NFC Championship game. Uh, not really uh, ex- as exciting as the the as the AFC one, but the Rams they finally slay the dragon. That is the 49ers, 21-7. Sean McVay finally like answers the demons against Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. and they beat them. Garoppolo 16 for 30, 232, two touchdowns. Matt Stafford 337, two touchdowns and nine T. There was a lot of times in the game where I was like, why is Matt Stafford just keep throwing this ball? Like this game is too close, and he just kept making like these weird like throws and just missing his receivers by a lot but hey they got the job done jimmy garoppolo uh, like i i want your perspective on it because like i don't know if i'm educated enough like what was he doing like just tossing that ball getting sacked like i think it was only second down or something like that it's like second or third it was sec- yeah, I, I, I swear mean- it was second because he still had third and fourth to get it done was it? Yeah. yeah and he just throws the ball it's interception game over like just go down, man. Like you're, it's the end of the game. Like you got to You got to make plays. You can't have like just little plays like that. It was going to be a loss anyway, whether you chucked it or not, you know what I mean? So I thought throughout the course of the game, he made some big throws. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, see, that's what he does. He, he'll make a big throw. He'll make a couple big throws in the game, but he'll lose you the game as well. And that, that was the worst fear. I think for the 49ers and the 49er fans is, don't get Jimmy into a two-minute drive because, you know, obviously in a passing situation, you can't really use the run game like you lost. I still thought they had enough time to at least maybe try a couple runs. But then again, like, you know, the clock's winding. I didn't think that, I don't think they had any timeouts either. So you get it. You want to pass it. It was just that play. And I was, I was telling the guys, I was like, you know, that's a dumb play or whatever. I mean, he still got it out to the receiver. Like, you know, he still kind of got it there. And, you know, if he, if he, you know, he gets sacked, at least he's trying to make a play. I get it. It looks bad because of how it, of, of the outcome of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. intercept it. You know, if he doesn't intercept it, we're not talking about that play. We're talking about, oh my God, you know, he kept the drive alive and he went down the whole field and, yeah, you know, got game back the, in the game. Exactly. You know, so but, you know, no one, but again, you know, Tart, <laughs> drop in the pick of a lifetime. Yeah. Wide open. Joe Buckles intercepted. Oh, he dropped it because you just, it, it was, was literally wide a open. Fly, it was, dude, it was a fly ball. Mm-hmm. It was a fair catch punt is what it was. And he dropped it and, and kudos to him. You know, he took full responsibility and obviously he's going to have to, but he's going to have to make a big time play, you know, later in his career because he's always going to be remembered for that. For he's that. always going to be remembered exactly. for the guy who dropped that interception. Right. So you know, I hope he bounces back as a player for the rest of his career. And Garoppolo is probably going to get moved on. They said that they're going to move him on. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, do you see you you see Garoppolo coming back? No, no, or? no. He's done. I think they said that before the year, and I think. But now they go with what Trey Lance now? Yeah, well, that's what they did. Like they, they, like they just him. go to the NFC Championship, and now you're going to ha- ask Trey Lance to command I know. this offense. And that's what the whole rumor was. Like, well, if this guy makes a Super Bowl, you're going to move on from that's two Super Bowls in three years. And last yeah. year was kind of a write off because everybody was hurt. Yeah. So that, that's the direction they're going with. But they think that if they can get the most out of Trey Lance, the potential and the ceiling, you already saw Jimmy. People think that Jimmy was a product of the team anyway. So if they can mm-hmm. get just a little bit more out of Lance, they, they're probably in the Super Bowl right now. And, you know, they had a 10-point lead two years ago with Jimmy yeah. in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. So this team is obviously built to win. Jimmy's probably – he's not going to be there. It's going to be – very interesting to see because personally, I like Jimmy. Okay, I think he makes big time throws in some moments, but you know, in, in situations like this, 
you know, you got Aaron Donald, Von Miller all coming at you. It's kind of tough to yeah. make a play. But I'm not going to make any choosers for him because there are a lot of QBs that are better than him, let's be real. But I, I still think he's inside the top 15, to be honest. I think he's above average. Mm-hmm. So that puts a bow on the championship weekend, Luca. Super Bowl. Not this week, next week. We're not going to make any predictions right now. We're not going to talk about anything because we have a huge Super Bowl show coming up next week. We're going to have a couple guests on. And ladies and gentlemen, this will be our first show airing on YouTube in about a year or so. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a big one. Let's move on to some hockey, Luca. Uh, The Leafs, we're just going to touch on them because, again, I haven't been able to talk about them for a couple weeks because we've just been going heavy, heavy on football. They just came back last night against the Devils. Uh, Big win. They didn't really play really well. But again, two points in January. It's going to mean something down the road. Jack Campbell. And I wanted to ask you about this because we talked about it on that big, huge show where we had four guests. My brother was on and both me and you and I both said that Cal Dubas needs to take Jack Campbell out for dinner at his house, cook him a nice steak dinner and sign a contract right now. I don't think that would have been the smartest move based on his recent performance in January. Yes, the Leafs have gone eight, two, and one, but they've been four goal games, a couple collapses. Can you really blame Jack Campbell on a couple of them? Yes. Like four goals in a game, like your goalie allows four goals in the game, you're kind of getting a little nervous based on how he's been playing earlier in the year. Their decor has been depleted. Muzzin's out. Um, then you have Lilligren, Sandine, who is again off and on. He can get it done in the offensive zone, but he's really, really bad in the defensive zone. Lilligren is shaky at best. You don't know what you're going to get out of Dermot. You really and Hall is not having the best season as well. So you really just have Brody and Morgan Riley like bolstering the big, heavy defensive minutes for this team, and that could be a factor into what Jack Campbell's doing. And also, I would think is in January they didn't really play a lot of games like like night after night. There was a lot of time between games. So Jack Campbell gets out of his rhythm, doesn't really, uh, hasn't found it yet. He's going to the All-Star game this weekend, so hopefully he can calm down, enjoy the nice Vegas weather, and come back for for the stretch down the down the half. But Jack Campbell, are you? You're still. We're still high on Jack Campbell. Yeah, I think um, sometimes his rebound control is a little. You know, he he sprawls and he can make you nervous, and he gets billed out. I think a little bit. I know a couple of guys, a couple of friends of mine who are not sold on Campbell at all. Like, they just don't think that he's – I don't even think he's an all-star. So, I mean, the numbers show That's differently. That's a terrible take. Well, they, the numbers show differently, yes. But, you know, if you look at all the goalies in the league, could you say that there are some goalies that are better than him? I mean, you know, you got to look through it. But, you know, there's obviously Vasilevsky who's at the top. Who's um, going. Who's going, right? And I honestly can't th- – I mean, Bobrovsky, if he's on his game – Right, but like again, yeah, but like look at his team. Jari, the way Jari's playing, but again, yeah, well, actually, look at Florida. <laughs> like, look at Florida. Like, I don't well, even want to yeah. get into Florida. Well, I mean, the Leafs are a good stacked. team too, though. The Leafs yeah, are a good team. That, too. Don't it, get me wrong. That Florida team is stacked. Top. They to are bottom. stacked, but I, I think Campbell's a good goalie. I think he should get paid. I'm not going to say he deserves seven million a year. He no. should definitely be more than his backup. I mean, that's just a given. Mm-hmm. Take Jack Campbell and put Mrazek in. Are they doing as good? Probably not. Still think they're winning games, yes, but they're not. Yeah, I don't. I think three. they're not doing as good. I still I just, think. I still think that I they'd think, be in a playoff spot. I don't know if they'd be no. th- this much of a gap from the Bruins, in my opinion. 
the Leafs, the, the Leafs are five games back of the Florida Panthers right now, and I think they're at like fifty something points. Um, but in my personal opinion, the only re- one of the biggest reasons also uh, you have the depth. Michael Bunting has been playing really well for the money that he's been paid. Kasha Camp really like them when they're in the lineup. But for Jack, Cam- for the Leafs team to be successful, Jack Campbell has to be an All Star. He has to be that all-star caliber guy. And that's what he's been at the start of the season. Maybe he fell off just a little bit, but that is why they're in the position that they're in. It's because Jack Campbell is that backbone of this team. Well, I said yeah, it. Jack Campbell yeah. is the MVP, is going to be the MVP of this team at the end of the year. It's not going to be Matthews. It's not going to be Marner. It's going to be Jack Campbell. Well, you, always guy, need, you always need your goalie. You always, always need your goalie. That's I mean, what I'm saying. When's the it last starts time? with Jack Campbell. I sw- it starts with Jack Campbell. Well, yeah. I mean, when's the last time a team has won without a top goalie? Like, even when St. Louis, okay, I hate to bring this up, but Bennington was sensational, right, mm-hmm. in that, that cup run, that game yep. seven, okay? Uh, you know, you, when was the last goal? And I think, you know, I think he was a bit overrated in his time, um, but you know, I didn't think Corey Crawford was very good. I think that's probably Again, the last look at the time. team he had in front That's of what I'm saying. I think that's the last time I can honestly look back and you'd have to go through the years. I'm just doing this on the top of my head um, because Murray was great for the Pens, right? He was yeah, good Murray. enough to give away Flurry, yeah. right? So I think Crawford, and I don't want to disrespect, you know, any Blackhawks fans listening to this because I know he was a great goalie at the time, but that team was just but he, ridiculous. He was a great goalie, and having that team in front of him, like just it, it, it's like a safety net, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you yeah. can allow maybe one, uh, one or two softies because, you know, Kane, Sharp, Sod. Taves are going to come back. You have Seabrook, Duncan Keith on your blue line. Like these guys are shut down guys. That's the reason why they were the dynasty of the 2010s. So I, I totally agree. I guess Corey Crawford is the last guy we can remember. Like as of right now, if we don't go through every single goalie every year, uh, that is like probably not the the top guy on that team or the top player, or the top performer on that team. So, Hey, I think it all starts with Jack Campbell. They need Muzzin back. I think they 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 said today that they're gonna wait uh, till after the All Star game. He has been practicing with with the Leafs, and he didn't practice today. So they said they're gonna hold. They are gonna hold him off. Like nothing to do with he reaggravated. Maybe concussions not going as well as as they hoped. But they're gonna hold him back for the All Star game. I think that's a good idea because this season, personally, I think he's been battling something else. That's why he hasn't been at to the top that we saw last year and him and Hall being that shutdown D pair. I think he's battling something else. You give him that extra rest. You give him four or five days off, plus the in, the amount that he's been out with the injury. You get a fresh Muzzin coming down to a playoff stretch because pretty much in all these playoff runs, they Muzzin has got hurt, and that has been their downfall. That mm-hmm. Muzzin and a, or a big player has gotten hurt last year. If they had Muzzin, uh, to uh, fully said it in a podcast interview, he said, once Muzzin went down and he wasn't playing game seven, they knew they were going to win. So Muzzin is a big guy on that decor. And the Leafs, uh, I, they're up 6 nothing right now on the jet on the Devils. So uh, you're going to get the sweep here, the home and home, we hope. Uh, let's end off the show, Luca. Recap, Royal Rumble. What a pay-per-view. What a pay-per-view. Was it? I thought it was good. A couple of things I want to touch on. Roman Reigns retaining the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. And he did the shield entrance from the crowd against Roman Reigns. Wore the gear. I thought that was pretty cool. And then Roman Reigns at the end reenacted. Like, remember the backstabbing with Seth yeah. Rollins hitting Roman with the chair? Roman absolutely brutalized him 
with the chair. Uh, and then Roman Reigns later on in the night comes out and costs Brock Lesnar the WWE Championship. And Bobby Lashley takes the win there. And what did I say at the end of my Royal Rumble pick? Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, going to be something in that main event at WrestleMania. The Royal Rumble winners, Luca, you picked one. Ronda Rousey winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Great pick. Thank as you. well, uh, Brock Lesnar winning the Men's Royal Rumble. So, so annoying. It's actually so annoying, Luca. Seriously, this is why I stopped watching. I, I, like, it, it's so... He won telegraphed. the Rumble in two two minutes and 30 seconds. Like he well, came What in number at, did he come in? I think he came in at 28 or something like that. And he threw, he did an F5 to like the celebrity DJ Bad Bunny and threw like four or five guys over in two minutes and he won the match. You see, the, I, I hate Brock Lesnar and, and or not even Brock Lesnar. I hate Vince McMahon's obsession with Brock Lesnar. Like, He's the beast. This is the most unbeatable superstar in the history of world wrestling entertainment. Like, man, come on. Give yourself a break, man. Come on. Seriously. Okay. Personally, I don't think he's the greatest wrestler. I don't think, like, like you, we, we talk about this all the time. Like, I would give you names and you'd be like, that guy's a good wrestler. Like, if I gave you Chris Jericho, you're like, that's a good wrestler. I, like, I Brock just Lesnar is a good wrestler. If you watch Brock Lesnar earlier in his career... He he did more than just throw like do a couple suplexes and F five guys, but he he's was a UFC guy. I get it. He knows no, how he, to fight. No, he but... knows that he was a, in in college. He's like the like um, for Minnesota. He was like the number one wrestler, amateur wrestler in the world. Like I'm not or in all the like, US or something like, like that. I just don't like his style. Like he just mm-hmm. he comes out here and he just bodies people. Like he doesn't really do anything. He just runs yeah. into people and throws them around the ring. Seriously. Like you don't Roman. want to see that. You want to see technical wrestling yeah, matches, I see, I 25 like minutes. Like, I like Roman Reigns. But again, Roman Reigns is more of an entertainer rather than like a wrestler, like uh, a pro wrestler, like you would say, like AJ Styles or Finn Balor, like these guys who do like the nice yeah. moves off the top rope and they can do submission holds and just it's, different locks and all that kind of stuff. It's so crazy because I love Roman, but I hate his finishing moves. Like the Superman punch is so stupid. The spear that he does? Oh the my spear God, the spear is, like, is sick. The His spear, spear is no, better than Edge's spear. The spear is sick. No, don't get me wrong. I love the spear. The only reason why I don't like it is because I feel like it's overused now in the sport. I don't like finishers that other p- people can do. Like a spine buster, people have done that before. The switch in music now, Lucas, you're seeing everybody do these, these kicks. Yeah, to the my cousin had a problem with that too. Like he's like, everybody's doing the super kick now. It used to just be Shawn Michaels who yeah, did it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like choke slam. Like there are a couple guys who do the chokes on like Big Show, Kane, Undertaker in the day. Like, but that was supposed to be. Kane's specialty, like Batista would do a spear, right? Uh, you know, Big Show from time to time did a spear. Edge, obviously, Goldberg, right? Now you have Roman. Like, it's an amazing move. It's a great finisher because it's just so much power. But, like, I like it to be signature. Like, the RKO is signature. No one's mm-hmm. doing the RKO in just yeah. a regular f- match. Yeah. Just like randomly, the 12th minute of a 25 minute match, an RKO is going to pop up. But I can see that with the spear. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. No, I know what you mean. I just like how they're all different variations of it. Like Edge's spear doesn't look like it hurts at all. <laughs> like just I know, the way Roman's he delivered like it. He, Roman's flies like yeah, the like body. Roman, Batista, Goldberg, like those guys, like absolutely killed you when they made yeah. when they did their spears. So I like that, like the Batista bomb and what you said. No one's doing an RKO. 
No one's doing no an one. RKO. And I just hate the thing I hate most is the super kicks. Like oh, everybody does the so super sad. kick now. Everybody. So I know what you mean. Brock Lesnar. I wanted AJ to win. AJ, AJ? or Finn. Well, see, honestly, I'm going to be honest. I got to I gotta watch it clearly. I just kind of read some highlights. Were they in it? I think so, yeah. I don't know if Finn was in it, but I know AJ was. So I, I'm just so tired of this Brock stuff. Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber coming up. We'll give a good preview for that and then WrestleMania. But we were talking about it, too, where it's like you didn't need Brock to win for him to fight Roman. Or yeah, to you could have you could have done something with Bobby Lashley, because he, he threw out, he threw out Drew McIntyre at the end, eh? Who? That was the final two was Drew McIntyre and Brock. Oh, Drew so was my pick. Right. I was almost right again, and then because wow. Brock got the because Brock got the revenge after Drew kicked him out of the Rumble two years ago, mm-hmm. so it Claymore, was it was right? cool to see. And um, yeah, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey going to WrestleMania, and we'll see how that turns out. Elimination Chamber coming up, I guess, in a month. And maybe fast lane if they continue that crap pay-per-view. But I like the Elimination Chamber. And then we got WrestleMania. So we have a couple wrestling episodes to talk about. Also, Super Bowl episode. Next week, we're doing the Super Bowl episode. Bring on a couple gets. Break down everything you need to know about the Super Bowl as well. It's going to be on YouTube for the first time in a year. Since our last uh, uh, NFL draft special. That was two years ago. I think that was the Herbert draft. The Burrow draft. Was it the Burrow draft? It was the Burrow draft, I think, man. Wow. That's a long, two years so, ago two, since we've or, been on YouTube. Yeah, um, also, we talked about before the show, we have a NBA fantasy draft. We're going to draft our all-star teams. Probably bring Nick on and maybe somebody else to draft an all-star team. Mm-hmm. And we hockey is halfway through its season. So we're going to have to get a ha- hockey halfway uh, season point to give our opinions on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up, maybe we'll do a two a two-show uh in one week uh for you yeah. guys let's so, not promise anyone anything because last time we did yeah it just didn't we, go well it didn't so, go well so we're we'll, not gonna we'll, tease you guys we'll see we'll see how the super the bowl episode is coming up next week yeah and it's gonna be a big one Bengals and rams luca good show buddy good show we're we'll that one out it. you can listen to the l2 sports podcast on radio public google podcast breaker apple podcast and spotify follow us at l2 sports podcast my Instagram at Lucas Cartelli 23 and my boy here, Luca Moya at Luca.moya12. It's a tongue twister. I know. It's a I'm tongue sorry. twister because I'm used to the 92. I'm used to the 92 yeah. after the hacker took you over. You're selling Mercedes all of a sudden and everybody's freaking out. <laughs> so it's true. Also, big news before we end off the show, I will be getting Twitter. So wow. I will have Eventually. a Twitter account and you're going to see Luca Moy's outrageous takes on Sundays. Now you're going to see these <laughs> random takes, these random hot takes, and we'll see if they stick. So look out for that. I will be having a Twitter account. So that should be fun. Should get a lot of hate, but we're here for it, Lucas. That's what we, we got to do. Maybe we'll turn it, turn that into a segment. Hot tweets with Luca Moya. Reading mean tweets. R- mean tweets with Luca <laughs> Moya. Tweets with Luca Moya. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That'd be fun. Got to get so, the following up. For yeah, that, we got to but... get the following up for sure. So we'll, we'll we'll post you on all our socials: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, follow us on all those at L Two Sports Podcast. For Luca Moya, I'm Lucas Cartelli, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.